Hi, and welcome to the Stripology Podcast. I'm your host, Wendy, experienced dancer, mindset and strategy coach, and founder of the Industry Academy. This industry completely transformed my life, and I've coached hundreds of women to do the same. Through my signature framework of sales, mindset, and confidence, I help dancers of all experience levels who are inspired to master their craft and maximize their income. In this podcast, I will share with you my personal journey and the skills I learned that helped me to lift my financial ceiling, cultivate confidence, and quadruple my income on a consistent basis. Thank you so much for being here. Let's get into it. If I asked you to dance. Hello, everybody. Thank you for being here and welcome back to another episode. So I am Wendy, your host of the Stripology podcast. And I hope you're having a beautiful day. Um, I just want to share what came to mind, literally. Um, But, yeah, I've had a beautiful day. I just had a coaching session with a new client. Um, So I got up early and then I ate some lunch, had a nap, and then I thought I'm going to have a massive mass session. So I just did that and it was great. Um, But I just want to put out there, I... Years ago, bought the Womanizer, like the first version, I'm pretty sure it was. One of the first versions. Loved it. And then they brought out a new one. So I bought that one and then I gave my old one to a friend. Um, I don't know if you guys share your toys, but sharing is caring. So anyway, I gave it to her and then I realised that The new one wasn't as good as the old one, but I'd already given it to her. So then I was like, fuck. So then I bought like another version and I've bought a few versions. And anyway, in my opinion, nothing compares to that original one. (laughs) So it got discontinued. So anyway, that was good, but I still, you know, I still miss that original one. Like fucking hell, like bring it back. I need to start a campaign to bring it back. Um, But anyway, that aside, today what I really want to talk about is a topic that has come up heaps lately. Um, I don't know if it's just because I'm focusing on it personally, um, but a lot of my coaching sessions, you know, yeah, have been revolving around this and I've doubled as well, like sprinkling, letting you guys know that a workshop's coming up about achieving your big scary goals and it's a topic that I absolutely love um, because stripping is such an opportunity to set yourself up for life and that is something that I'm so passionate about and so a lot of clients that I work with and you know I've been there myself a lot for many many years um, we can really get focused on like our nightly earnings like how much we earn each night and that can kind of be a bit of a roller coaster because if we're having great nights, it can be like, yeah, you know, and then we have a shit night and we can notice that suddenly our confidence gets knocked or something like that. And it's like, sorry, what happened to all the good nights? You know, like suddenly, oh, you know, have I forgotten how to hustle and things like that? So when we're just focusing on the nightly outcomes, it's, you know, 
yeah, a little more rocky and we're not kind of anchoring into the bigger picture. So I really love to work out with people like what is their higher purpose or like what is their big achievement that that like what is it all for you know what I mean like it can be a fun game like oh, I beat my new personal best and I'm, I'm making heaps of money at the moment for a lot of people as well that can look like spending a lot of money when you don't have like a purpose for it you know it can kind of come and go and I know so many people that have been in the industry for a very very long time and can look back and go I've made a huge amount of money but where did it all go you know, and they're still finding that they need to get in there and work just as hard as day one, basically, which is great. You know, it's really that is also something I'm all about. Um, but it's really great to sit down and map out like what are my big goals, big, scary goals. Like they need to be a bit scary, not too scary that it feels completely unattainable, but scary enough that it's like the idea of um, achieving it is really fucking exciting And once you align with that, a huge amount of um, motivation and self-belief can evolve from that. So this this podcast is about asking yourself, like, what is your big scary goal that you know is attainable? Something that you know if you achieved it and worked towards it, you would be so fucking proud of yourself. And so on those difficult nights, it's like they don't matter. They're still working towards something. So it all feels really purposeful, you know. So, for example, there a lot of people I work with, it might be, you know, buying property. It might be um, starting a business on the side and being able to, you know, back yourself and set yourself up. Um, to create another stream of income that you can then step into um, post-stripping. It might be buying that fancy, sexy, expensive car that you know you're going to love to drive every single day. It might be a dream holiday. It might be, you know, so many different things for so many different people. Um, a lot of the time our big scary goals, even if it's not money-related, money is going to be helpful to back you to get there. So looking at like really teasing apart, you know, what is it that would allow me to create these big scary goals into reality and know that I can do that really comfortably and back myself and have the funds to do whatever it is that you want to achieve, you know. So the workshop that's coming up, it's going to be in early March so just putting it out there, I haven't advertised it yet, but I've been dabbling with, you know, mentioning it here and there. Um, I'm really excited creating it. My brain is constantly like, oh, my God, yes, like so many points because we don't just work towards it. We also draw it in at the same time. So there's a certain process that is really helpful to allow us to achieve, achieve our goals even more quickly than we anticipate. Um, and I just want to do a little story time right now. Um, to talk about some of the big things that I've achieved, I guess, monetarily, um, and that have also led towards me being able to live a life now that feels more balanced than ever in my life. Like I can look at all areas of life and be like, you know, um, I'm not neglecting any of them, you know. So, um, and the ones that are being more more neglected than others, um, 
I have the space and the time to focus on those, you know. So really honing in at the moment on, you know, working towards and, you know, enjoying a life that I love because that's what it's all about, you know, being able to wake up and do the things that you want to do and all of that kind of thing. So a bit of story time um, with the first house that I bought. So basically um, this was like 2013. So this is like 11 years ago now. Um, And I'd been stripping for about two and a half years, I think, three years by this point in Brisbane. And I decided, you know, my husband uh, now, when we were just, we did long distance for a bit, we were friends for a while and then blah, blah, blah. You know, I was working as a scientist. I ran out of um, like holidays and paid hours leave um, to come to Perth and visit and things like that. He was just uh, doing his apprenticeship at the time. And basically when I moved to Perth, we drove across Australia. Loved doing that, as you can tell. Um, We had excuse me, we had zero plans. We just planned to get from A to B and we did it over six weeks, it turned out. So we had a really fun adventure on the way. I tried stripping in Sydney for one night. I did one night in Melbourne on the way across. I think I skipped Adelaide. I had a weird vibe there, but now I actually love working in Adelaide. Um, But anyway, so, you know, yeah, we just had this really, really fun adventure, just like zero plans. Let's look at this. Let's stay here. Let's, you know, whatever. And, yeah, so we did that over six weeks and um, at the time. So we got to Perth and, you know, I I probably spent most of my savings and things like that. I bought a car and then, you know, whatever, drove across. So we got to Perth, um, not with a lot of money. He, He was on a, you know, low income being an apprentice at the time. And then I got a job that I'd already teed up, um, continuing my science work. Um, this particular job was like an hour away from where we lived and the lab where I worked was fucking disgusting. Like they didn't even have cleaners um, in our department. So I did cytogenetics analyzing DNA because I was a trained um, analyst. So I, I knew how to analyze the DNA <clears throat> in my old lab in Brisbane. It was a beautiful lab and we did shared roles. You know, we would work in the lab, we would do analysis But because when I got to Perth, it was a tiny lab and I was trained on analysis, they had me doing that for eight hours a day. I was sitting on a broken chair and the lab never got a new one. You know, I complained. I said, like, my chair's broken. And they're like, yeah, you know, uh, funds are low. And anyway, it was a fucking shit job. Also layering on top of that, um, I started working in the strip club on the weekends because that's what I did at the time because I love stripping. And so, you know, essentially I worked seven days a week so I could do what I loved um, and, you know, save money as well um, with the stripping income because the science role was low paid. So that went towards like bills and, and rent and things like that. Like we both, you know, put in for that and then saving on the side. So, it wasn't too long after I moved to Perth. It's hard to remember, but I think it was only a couple of months in, maybe three, two, three, I don't know, not long after we got there. Um, I was in the garage at the time having a cigarette, right, and I was going to go to the gym. And this particular garage, like, you had to walk through the garage to get outside and my car was parked outside. So I'd locked the front door. I had my keys in my hand and I was smoking a cigarette 
And I'm watching all these cop cars scream up and down the road. And I'm like, you know, what's going on? Wonder what's going on. There's like all these paddy wagons like screaming up the road. So I'm smoking a cigarette, looking out this like sort of gate that goes out the front. And the next second, this big, huge, fucking crazy looking man covered in blood ran in, ran up to me and he's like, let me inside. And I was like, like total just instinct. And I was like, no, <laughs> I almost thought, okay, like you're obviously on the run from the cops. Maybe I'll help you. I don't know. But he looked so scary and, yeah, I just felt really unsafe. So I was like, no. And then he saw my keys in my hand. He's like, give me your keys. And I was like, no. And then with one hand I managed to open the gate, got out the front. He's then, like, lunged at me. All I remember is he was sort of, like, trying to grab my keys off me, banging me into the ground. I just remember feeling like I was in a washing machine. I was just about to let go because my thumb, I think he was like bending my thumb backwards or something. I remember my thumb started to really hurt. And then that second a cop car like screamed up right onto the front footpath and he took off and he ran into the park and they apprehended him, arrested him. And long story short, basically, well, it's not really short, but anyway, basically he got arrested and I was a witness to what happened to me. (laughs) And so, excuse me, I had to go to court and everything, but I remember at the police station, they were like, you're so brave. Like, I can't believe you didn't, you know, give your keys up. You're very lucky to have gotten out the front because if I was like towards the back of the garage, I would have been trapped in there. Um, They let me know that they saw him jump the back fence and that's why they were like close on his tail Um, and it all happened so quick. So basically because my incident was a like the end part of the whole string of things that he was on the run for I saw apparently I wasn't meant to see in the end but I saw like his charges and he was being arrested they said he's not shy about beating up women so he was arrested for like battery he was arrested for um uh deprivation of liberty for like over a month so I am imagining that he held I'm imagining like an ex or someone like literally hostage for a month and beating them (laughs) So I was like really shaken up, not at the time I was in shock, but then after that I was like I couldn't be at home on my own. And the job that I had, like cytogenetics, we usually in most places where you work, I worked in two, so they're both the same. You can do your eight hours from any time between like 6 a.m. and 11 a.m. So being a night owl, I like to always start it at 11 and do my eight hours from there because you miss the traffic, you get to sleep in and all of that. Um because my husband was getting up so early to go to work, I could not like be at home for a second by myself. I was literally petrified. So I started getting up at six and just going to work, trying to beat the traffic on the early end, which I hate. <laughs> I hate getting up early, but I did that. And I did that for about six months. And that whole six months, I was like on the biggest mission to buy a house. I was like, I am not living in this house for another fucking second. And you know, I just decided in my head, I was like, it's time, it's time to buy a house. Like it's time to just feel secure, get like a house, put security screens on it, which is what we did. Um, but from the incidents, like buying our first house, I think was around six months. I was only stripping two days a week. I was working full time. Back then you could borrow more. So we didn't have a huge deposit, but I think we saved, I don't know, 30, 40,000 or something. Um, and you know, I used to be on the microscope, but actually what I used to do was have my phone next to me 
And instead of like, I'd still work, you know, but also I was in a hell-bent mission to get a fucking house. So, you know, I was like looking at my phone, actually. It looked like I was looking down the mic, but, you know, who who knows? I, I was good at what I did anyway. So, you know, sometimes I even fall asleep on the micro, uh, microphone, on the microscope, and then wake up and be like, oh, my God, and have these rings around my eyes. Anyway, so, yeah, I was like always scrolling, looking for like, new houses to pop up, new houses to pop up, you know, like it would have been within minutes. If a new house popped up in that time, I was like all over it, reading all the stats, all the specs, like land size, everything, location, you know, I'd step out, so, you know, I'm going to the bathroom, whatever, step out, like ring the real estate agent, call, what are they after? You know, like the research did not stop. And that's what I believe also helped draw everything closer because, it's like opportunity meets preparation, you know? So it wasn't just about working really hard and saving up and then being like, oh, is this an amount that I need? It was like going to the bank, finding out what I need, like making sure that happened, like pulling real estate, like all the research, you know? And yeah, we did that. We did that really, really quickly. And then um, the next time we went to buy a house, you know, very different situation, but um, you know, there's so many big things that we've achieved that we have set our mind to, And once the decision is made, it's just like bang, 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 like organizing our wedding, paying for everything, you know, like three, three months after we bought our first house, we went to Europe for three months, three month holiday, you know, just traveling around again, you know, in a van, no plans, like just enjoying life. And it's like, you know, it's not often that you like within six months, buy a house and then go to Europe for three months, you know, shortly after. Um, But that's the kind of speed that, you know, is achievable when you really want to do something and you are dedicated to it and you make that decision. So, yeah, I've experienced it so many times, same with this house as well. Like we saw the market start to really increase. We thought we'd miss the boat, but we bought um, a couple of years ago now and it has just gone right up. Uh, we've done over $100,000 of renovations. So something that I love to do as well is like get the quote. Uh, we don't like using like savings so it's like from point a see what needs see what the gap is like find out see when the traders are available so you know the time frame and that's what is really helpful with goals it's like look at what it is that you want to do get a clear amount and then you know do your research get like second opinions things like that or like you know depending on what it is that you want to do um But yeah, bring it towards you, you know, so you've got this clear picture and then bang, just make it happen. So that is the kind of vibe of this workshop that's coming up. It's going to be low ticket um, and it's just going to be all about, you know, riffing on different ways that we can prepare ourselves for what it is that we want to achieve because everything is achievable and it's just a matter of that decision making mapping it out and you know it's going to be a whole workshop about that um so the energy is going to be amazing and I'm really excited for this one so keep your um eyes peeled you'll hear more about it um but it's going to be at the start of March and yeah it's going to be a really fun workshop so start feeling into what your big scary goal is what you want to achieve, and then it's the next steps that um, continue after that that are really important because, like I said at the start, it's not just about making more money every single night. That's wishy-washy and that can be a bit tumultuous. We want clear goals. We want something to work towards. We want to set up ourselves for the future, um, and it is all possible 
you know, in this industry, often more times much faster than you think um, is possible because, yeah, like I've said many times this episode, I've experienced it many times, so many times, like like I've mentioned before, like going to an event when we were wanting to buy our first property. This is going back over 10 years, going to an event, writing down like um, an income goal. I wrote one down that I never thought I'd achieve. I remember because I was doing science all week and I was only working two nights a week. And um, when all that changed and I, I went full-time stripping, um, that number that I was scared to write down for a month's wage became my average for my weekly wage. And I never, I felt ridiculous writing down that as a monthly target. And then it became so normal as a weekly achievable goal. So I'm going to leave you with that. Um, Yeah, I look forward to talking to you guys next week and reach out if you have any questions. Please share this with anyone that you think will feel inspired, like, share, leave a review, all the things that happen um, with having a podcast. I appreciate you being here so much and I wish you have a beautiful day. See you next week.